0: Let me ask you a question. How many of you have been to the moon? Now, I want you to think about this and answer it honestly for me. I know it sounds kind of ridiculous, but just please play along. Humor me. So I assume that most of you said zero. Um, and if the answer is not zero, first of all, absolute pleasure to have you, moon man. But my point is, where I'm, where I'm, where I'm going with this, is that that number zero. That is the exact number of punchlines I could think of for this joke. Welcome everyone to Tenor Boom. I am Carter Dunn, the wildest one in the West, uh, and I'm excited for a very good first show. Uh, what exactly is this? <laughs> is That's a valid question. So I started getting into music uh, when I was about eight. I did a... A cover of rider's Whistle with um, a few, a few of my buddies, uh, Frostbite Studios. They're a great group of guys. They uh, they make music in the Halifax area, the Lower Sackville area. Uh, I did a cover of uh, myself and Justin. Uh, did a cover of maybe a, uh, no, it's not. It wasn't Whistle. Voice, voices. Voices in the air, hear it loud and clear, something like that, telling me to listen. I think, I'm going to look that up. I think it's called Voices. I think the, the video is long, long uh, unlisted now. Is it Voices by Flo Ryder? Excuse my internet and the unprofessionalism in me just looking this up in the middle of the recording. Low, wild ones. Wait, yeah, that's also not what it was. Maybe this video isn't. I think it's wild ones, actually. If my, if my internet will overload. While this is loading. um, Oh my gosh, it came up on Bing. This is sad. Uh, I'm just going to do a temporary... Not temporary, a quick mic check here. I actually don't know if this is recording for my Blue Yeti or not. Um, I have a Blue Yeti and then I have a headset on. Kind of just for the sake of it, but I'm just going to pause and see if this sounds alright. I wanted to quickly apologize. I actually just completely forgot to say what the podcast is I understand I was going to say that in here Uh, this podcast is going to be me exploring music uh, in all regards my own composition, other people's compositions um, and educating myself in places where I am severely undereducated in the music world so thanks uh, dumb me of the past for not saying that uh, and you may now continue thanks alright so a sound test a bathroom break, uh, a Google search, and actually multiple sound tests later, I can confirm that one, uh, it does sound amazing because I'm great at everything I do, uh, and two, it was Wild Ones by Flow Rida. Um, so for any of you Flow Rida fanatics out there, um, I sincerely apologize for making that mistake. But yeah, it was uh, it was Wild Ones. So moving on from this little topic that i spent so long on uh, my first cover uh, was of uh, flow riders wild ones and from there i really fell in love with music now keep in mind i was a fourth grader when i did that cover so i didn't really know how to express my love for music at that time i always wanted to collaborate with the fellas at frostbite and you know in hindsight i have to apologize i imagine that probably wasn't the most pleasant uh, interaction to navigate a fourth fifth sixth seventh grader constantly wanting to uh, be on your songs <laughs> uh on your album on your everything um so yeah in hindsight kind of apologetic for that but they, they really did launch me into my love for music and expose me first to the world of you know music that there is so i i do have a lot uh, I do have a lot of respect and thanks um, And gratitude uh, to give to them Because, yeah, they're, without them I'm probably not here today <laughs> And all of you listening don't get to listen to uh, you know, This, uh, this riveting commentary uh, Over an image of two saxophones Point being, over the next few years I continue to enjoy music um, but it wasn't until tenth grade or uh, ninth grade rather that I didn't really um, that I would start um, expressing it in creative ways or in ways intangible ways. That's a good way to put it. Uh, so I picked up the sax in ninth grade. It was a tech rotation at that point, so I think for two months I played the uh, I played the tenor. And that is what I play uh, today. Um, and it was, you know, it was a grade 9 class. So it wasn't exactly like um, this crazy artistic, you know, spiritual journey or anything. But it, it was just fun. Like I looked forward to uh, to going to Music 9 every day. Um, and it, it was also a break from the rest of the class, you know, because the tech rotation is... Uh, is a different group than the rest of yas. Um, in ninth grade, we we stuck all together uh, in one class. We didn't get to pick our courses until tenth, so it was it was a nice break to you know meet some new people and uh, play some music. Uh, some of my other tech rotations were not as fun. I remember in healthy living, it was essentially uh, tie a knot and then go for a walk <laughs> every day. Uh, the walk was nice, but I was not a fan of knot class. Um, so yeah, music was definitely my favorite tech. And then in tenth grade, when we were given the opportunity to choose our courses, of course, uh, of course, you saw what I did there. I'm so smart, man. Um, I decided to go uh, into music ten. Now, um, someone else wanted the tenor as well. Um, good friend of mine, or a good enough friend of mine, uh, decided to want uh, decided to play the tenor. And so I decided to try out Barry a little bit And I ended up playing Barry For Two years Uh, Or I guess More or less two years Kind of a year and a half Um, With COVID Things got a little messy But uh, I was technically listed Under Barry for my band uh, For two years I haven't gotten to the band yet Near the end of 10th grade, I end up joining the band. Spoiler alert. But in 10th grade, we were... Uh, it, it, now, this was where I really started to fall in love with it. You know, I had five full months. Um, this was no longer a tech rotation. It's a full full semester course, right? So I had five months to really get to know the instrument. And although it was the berry and not the tenor, um, which is my favorite. I, I love playing the tenor. The berry was still a lot of fun, it was very like powerful, it was a very big instrument so you could kind of make these like wah 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 wah, like there was, uh, there was one song, Souvenirs, that we played and I got to during, it was essentially, it was like taking you through a zoo and each uh, movement was a different animal, There are short movements, but uh, each little section, section's a better way to put it, each little section was a different animal. Um, and my favorite part of that song when I was on the berry was the elephants because I just got to go like, wah,
1: wah,
0: wah, 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 wah. It was off. Oh, it made me feel like, it made me feel like an elephant. Um, actually, I don't know if that's like a good feeling. It, it <laughs> Maybe that's not the best way to put it. I don't know if feeling like an elephant's a good thing. Um, it just, it made me feel very like burly and huge and I'm like the biggest guy in here. You know, you know what I'm talking about. It, it's it was very um, empowering, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, so yeah, that was that was a lot of fun uh, in tenth grade, and then near the end of the year, I ended up deciding that I wanted to join the band. A lot of my friends were in it, so they had kind of uh, convinced me to join. And then later on, I ended up taking uh, the IB. I think it's international bachelor, not bachelorette. It's um, I need to look it up. It's it's international something, but it's it's like uh, it's like um, it's like a higher learning course. Um, What does IB stand for? IB program all these folks I assume I will be doing a lot of Google searches or I guess Bing searches because that that's a thing. International baccularte We're gonna look up a pronunciation because I'm not I'm not doing this. We're not doing that word. That's not something we're doing. Make noise fiend. Am I supposed to be hearing this right now, or? I also, I was probably, I think I was really close to the mic there, sorry. Pronunciation, here we are. Um, but yeah, to uh, continue while I try and find this pronunciation um, in a place that I can hear it. Um, I ended up joining the school band, and now that was the the good decision that was a very <laughs> the good decision it was a very good decision um, it was at a time where I really needed it too um, there wasn't a lot going on you know I, I'd been I'm, I'm I'm a basketball and football player at heart but not necessarily in skill so I played uh, I played basketball in ninth grade um, don't think I scored a point uh, I was uh, just coming off the bench so the next year as to be expected I didn't really make the team. Um, I was coming off a breakup when I first went into the band. Uh, things just weren't uh, things weren't going my way at that point. Um, so the school band was something I really needed, and I'm glad that I got into it because it was. Um, I had a lot of negative feelings, and it was a place where I could put those negative feelings into one spot and express them, um, and create new positive feelings as well. I feel like I'm kind of talking nonsense, but I, I, I hope you get where I'm coming from. I've got the Cambridge Dictionary pulled up here. Uh, we're going to see if this will pronounce it for me. Baccalaureate. Baccalaureate. That's the UK, US. I guess we are, we, we go by UK. I'm, I'm Canadian, by the way. Uh, um, we go by UK, so. Baccalaureate. 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 What's, what's the American one?
1: Baccalaureate.
0: Oh my gosh, this is the same. Baccalaureate. Name. Baccalaureate. 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 Got it. International Baccalaureate. I was in the Music International Baccalaureate. That's, that's my word of the day today. Uh, so I was in that program starting in 11th grade. Um, I was really undecided between it and Core French because I'd taken that uh, for many years. And I want to eventually, you know, venture out and see some of Europe. Uh, I think maybe a semester. I'm going into university this year, so I think maybe a semester in. Uh, um, now I'm looking at like Switzerland or Germany. Maybe I think I would really enjoy. Uh, I, I know some basic German, but that kind of fell through. I'm ta- I'm I'm on a tangent now, though. Um, I'm rambling a little bit. So I went into music IB, um, and this really just took my understanding of music to another level. Which, to be clear. My understanding of music is still quite minimal Like, I'm not I'm not uneducated completely But I have a lot to learn Uh, And that's what I plan to do As this podcast, you know, grows and evolves And moves on I plan to uh, take this opportunity to Learn more about music The artists, the history Even the theory (laughs) Which will probably be my least favorite part But a necessary part You know, I've Just because I don't even know what I'm trying to say At this point Moving on So I went into this Music IB program It was me and three of my other Really good friends at the time Still to this day (laughs) I should be clear Um, We had a blast Lots of not paying attention Lots of angry teacher So much angry teacher But out of it Came a new understanding for music And a want to compose Now when I was younger I'd written You know a few songs I think as we all Or a lot of us do When we're You know 8 through 12, 13 um, But they were songs that were just like Just nothing songs You know what I mean Like songs at the time the songs that your parents would be like, "Oh wow, good, good job," that sort of thing. You know what I mean? So it's—I'd <laughs> never really ventured into proper songwriting. Um, I should clarify. I don't. I don't really put out music with uh, lyrics. Um, a piece I'm working on right now, or a project I'm working on, I guess is a better way to put it, uh, has some dialogue. Um, so that should be interesting, uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't call it lyrics. It's more uh, it's more intercut dialogue throughout it. Um, and I'm very excited to uh, release that piece. I'll probably be talking about it when it's released uh, in an upcoming podcast. But right now, I'm still discussing uh, my musical history, which is not this lengthy. I, I just talk in lengthy I speak in long uh, so <laughs> there's not there's not much I can do about that and I sincerely apologize for anyone who's sitting here uh, who has grown a beard uh, or hit puberty I know a lot of people uh, probably have hit puberty at this point uh, started when I when they were eight <laughs> I'm gonna stop now and I'll just continue um, in so where are we at now the end of 11th grade, 11th and 12th grade were really just um, when I learned how to compose. We had to uh, transpose some Christmas carols or Christmas songs uh, from a book uh, into a quartet the four of us were going to perform. It was myself on the tenor, my buddy on flute, buddy on euphonium, and buddy on French horn. And so we had to transpose those. Um, and that was my first glimpse of, uh, of really, really putting together uh, something fun because we were allowed to make little changes. Initially, we just had to transpose directly, but then we were allowed to put our own little variations on these Christmas songs. Uh, and that was a load of fun. And from that, uh, I decided that I wanted to put together a composition based on a book I was reading in English. And that's kind of segueing into what I'm going to be talking about for the rest of this podcast my first full length composition is a three movement piece uh, called Indian Horse now if any of you are unfamiliar with Indian Horse it is a movie and novel uh, that is based on Saul Indian Horse now Saul was a boy uh, who was Unfortunately, taken at a very young age to a residential school where he faced what you face at a residential school, which is, you know, abuse um, in all its forms and um, torment and attempted assimilation and just absolutely disturbing things, um, unspeakable things that have truly uh, damaged the uh isn't a good word um, impacted indigenous communities um, all over canada in ways that no one person let alone an entire group of people should have to face uh, with that being said i thought it was important that saul's story um or i felt compelled i suppose Um, I had a very strong emotional reaction When I read this book And I felt the best way to put that out there Was to compose something Um, In no means is this supposed to be disrespectful To Saul or his story Uh, This was My way of expressing My um, uh, Regrets And condolences And And just expressing myself, I have a difficult time putting the way I feel about it into words uh, because it's just so incredibly disturbing, the things I read uh, in the story but this story, as much as it is tragic, uh, is also um, in some ways uplifting as we see Saul uh, taking the terrible, terrible situation he's been put in um, and find hope in, uh, in hockey Um, And so I tried to incorporate uh, Glimmers of hope Um, In this piece It's obviously uh, very emotional Especially when you take into consideration um, The context around it I think I've given enough Enough prelude I think we're probably good to get into it here Um, So I'll be playing pieces of it uh, And then just interspersed I'll be talking a little bit Uh, Apologies if my Thoughts are a little scattered I wrote this piece I think six months Eight months Seven or eight months ago And then released it about six months ago So it's been a little while But I'll be touching on any important pieces uh, That I think of And yeah, hopefully just overall uh, Everyone listening can enjoy this And That being said, I guess Here is the first movement Uh, This is God's Lake Uh, So this is supposed to represent Uh, Saul's life prior to being taken away uh, to the residential school. Okay, so first little bit, first thing I'd like to touch on and point out is uh, this first movement is going to be very woodwind heavy, and the idea behind that is that there's a lot of contrast between woodwind and brass uh, in these three movements, this composition I put together, and that was very intentional. Um, The woodwind, I apologize for your cars in the background, They, uh, they go very very fast. Um, I'm right by a segment of highway right now, so I'm kind of in a temporary living uh, space at the moment, and we live directly beside a highway, or a segment of highway, so it can get a little loud with the cars sometimes, so my apologies. But uh, the woodwind woodwinds are very, um, I find, um, flow a lot smoother and have a more natural feeling to them. Um, it's not necessarily something tangible that I can put into words but uh, it has this free-flowing sort of feeling um, and that is what I wanted uh, to use to represent Saul's life prior to being taken away to this residential school he um, uh, he lived off the land it was it was a very natural lifestyle right? And so whenever he's either at home or reflecting on home um, you're gonna hear uh, not only woodwinds but that theme now that was definitely off key definitely off pitch I'm not a singer by any means um, but um, that that sort of uh, theme is a motif uh, that is used a lot throughout uh, my composition. Another point I'd like to touch on at the very beginning: uh, there was little uh, eighth notes of from the flute that were going bum bum, bum bum, bum bum, bum bum. Uh, now I imagine that you're you know what that represents. It's a heartbeat. Um, so essentially, this song this composition is taking you through Saul's entire life so at the very beginning there you hear those uh, those beats that is supposed to be Saul's birth. Um, those bumps uh, will come at very important times in these in this composition and to begin there it also just um, it establishes the flute as Saul. The flute is going to represent a lot of Saul's uh, moments there and just Saul's uh, journey as a whole. Uh, so watch out for that as we continue i think that's all i wanted to touch on right there Uh, so let's continue So there's a fair bit to unpack there. Uh, first thing I want to touch on is uh, how it kind of, well you'll see another instrument appear at the bottom, that is a trumpet, um, and that is our first um, inclusion of brass instruments. Now the brass section is supposed to be everything that the woodwinds aren't. It's um, almost militaristic, it's very um, it's very unnatural, it's very... Um, Regular in that it it comes in in these uh, it repeats itself a lot. It's not very um, I'm trying to think of a of a good word and it, it, it's losing me. But it's it's very orderly, I guess. Um, in a, in an unnatural way, it's it's too orderly. Um, the trumpet in particular, that theme. Um, bum, 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 bum. Now that is supposed to signal um, coming into contact with uh, authority. Um, now particularly this is in reference to people from the residential school uh, coming and looking for children. Um, and unfortunately, they found a few in this specific instance they did not f- uh, capture Saul. Uh, if my memory serves me correct, I believe his younger sister was taken. Um, and around this point, where there's kind of the descent, it's like bum, 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 bum Now this is Saul coming to a lower point, you know, in his life. Uh, his brother, who was also gone, I, I believe he went missing around the same time as his sister, uh, actually came back years, 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 and years later. He escaped a residential school. If my memory serves me correct, I probably should have done um, a refresher prior to this recording, but I believe that was the case. Uh, he he, unfortunately passed away due to illness, um, and then his uh, Saul's mother and father had gone away, um, and it had been an entire few months, and they still hadn't gone. Um, so here in this upcoming section, uh, as you can see on your screen, it's only two instruments. Uh, that's because this was Saul and his grandmother's journey to uh, find his parents. So it's going to focus in on them, and I will—I'll uh, let that continue. So, as you probably gathered, uh, their journey did not go very well. Um, Unfortunately, Sal's grandmother uh, succumbed to the cold weather uh, and died uh, from severe hypothermia, Um, and Sal was right on death's door uh, as well before, in the moment, being saved um, by people who were his captors and they took him to a residential school as signaled by uh the trumpet there at the end it's um it's i haven't listened to this in a long time but it's actually really um like it's it's taking me back to the process of writing it um and it is quite it's quite chilling to listen to this again actually um. When discussing everything that went into the creative process behind this, um, it, it it's it really is actually quite chilling. But that is the conclusion of the first movement, God's Lake. Uh, God's Lake being Sal's Saul's rather a uh, homeland. Um, his grandfather actually settled there. Uh, he got the name Indian Horse. This is just a fun little story uh from earlier on in the novel um His grandfather um found the land of of god 's lake um and claimed the last name Indian Horse because he brought he brought a horse to the land and it was the first horse that um that his uh, that group had seen um maybe it was. I'm fuzzy on the details again So my apologies It was either the first horse they'd seen in a long time Or my cat is uh, rubbing my leg She's here Uh, She's here too She's my special guest for this episode Um, But yeah So I suppose with that We'll move on to the second movement Uh, So this is called Monsters Among Men I imagine You can see why Um now this, this piece, um, this represents Saul's time in the residential school um, And yeah, it'll, we'll, it'll be the same situation as, as prior, I'll just break and talk um, when the time comes So this is Monsters Among Men, second movement of, uh, of Indian Horse So we're going to stop it here because there's a lot I want to talk about in that first 45 seconds. Um, if I kept, it doesn't really get any less dense um, with meaning from here. So I'm going to try and, uh, I, apologies if I get too close to the mic. I've never recorded at the Blue Yeti before. This is actually the first time I've used it. My apologies, I'm going to stop my cat from chewing on a water bag. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so just to unpack some of that. Um, the idea is that the that the start is uh, kind of supposed to be the residential schools image and what they put put forth to the public. So it's this very triumphant and and happy sort of sounding sounding image, uh, and it also vaguely is supposed to be an imitation uh, of the first of the opening to God's Lake. Um, there's some similar, uh, there's some similar beats there in terms of like uh, just um, note structure, not necessarily the uh, and phrase structure, I guess is a better way to put it, not necessarily in note but in uh, in pattern and rhythm. So, so that's kind of the idea there, um, and then of course as you get the chromatic, the chromatic. What are you doing? Nice. Apologies. Why are you eating things? Why? Why are you having a rebellion right now? Apologies, my cat is trying, slowly trying to kill me. I think. Um, returning back to what I was saying, you get that chromatic, uh, chromatic scale going downward. I don't know if it's a, it's exactly a chromatic scale, but it's, it's a, it's a fall. Um, and then the truth of it is revealed. It's supposed to be very eerie and. Um, uh, very, it's
1: bum,
0: bum, bum, bum. So that, that's That kind of Almost like And this is not in an attempt to sound cheesy um, Or make light of it But uh, it almost sounds like Like the final The final boss uh, um, You're in like The, the main villain's uh, You know Castle or lair um and of course that like I said that's not to make light of the situation, but that's the that's the vibe that it, it it emits to me um and then of course you get the little run uh from the flute now if you recall back to uh uh God's lake um you have banana banana now that's what that is there it's banana. So it's these high-intensity moments where that that fast run is being included, uh, and I had that in there, you know, one just because I wanted that callback, but to show that Saul is here and he's in distress. Um, and as you see, there's a lot more uh, instruments involved in this one. Uh, there's a lot of the brass section and most of the woodwinds as well. Um, that's all I had to touch on so far. So I'll uh, I'll let this I'll let this run. Um, This seems like I know it's a little soon since the last break, but it just seems like kind of a natural break But yeah, this is um, It's essentially I think it's pretty clear what it's trying to say, but it's Well, it's the residential school shutting down um, any sort of attempts at You know speech or expression of their own culture Um, from the indigenous children uh, in the residential school Um, and you'll see that uh, touched on a little bit here in what i'm about to what is about to be played Um, so i guess i'll let that speak for itself Uh, here it is oh actually uh, there is one more thing i want to touch on so i told you that uh, a few characters are represented in this woodwind section Um, now the I think there may be someone arriving at my house. My cat is uh, very is sniffing around. So, uh, if that's the case, I may have to delay the rest of this recording. But hopefully, that's not the case. Um, so yeah, the flute section is uh, the flute is Saul. Um, the piccolo is actually a certain um, a certain priest at the residential school. Um, and I'd have to oh yeah there's the person arriving I believe so anyway Um, oh no that that vehicles a little too big I think Um, but yeah if that is the case I'll just stop anyways um, yeah as you can see here uh, the piccolo which is the top line there um, this is a specific priest that Saul had a lot of sorry for slapping my leg my cat was biting on a bag um to have a lot of okay i'm just gonna go deal with that If i forgot to edit that out my sincerest apologies oh i just kicked the table ah oh, we're gonna chug along but that did not feel nice Ooh, okay oh okay my bearings are back okay that represents a specific priest um at the residential school that Um, was kinder to Saul than the others um, and allowed Saul for the first time to actually play hockey so that is the piccolo here and as you'll see the woodwinds are going to start swelling here in a moment so I'll let it go Uh, so that's where Monsters Among Men comes to a close, um, and the last half of this song, this composition, this movement, however you want to put it, is really, um, is really, um, sorry, it's 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 difficult. It, it's it, it focuses heavily on the children, um, the indigenous people, um, really. I got myself another bottle of water in the process but yes it's very uh, it's very focused on the indigenous peoples trying their best to express themselves while under the um, you know under the strict watch of those who own the residential school and um, as you can see saw some of the other children there and the the priest uh, that he aligns himself with the one that allows him to play hockey and such he uh, they all play the same melody, same sort of tune. And it seems that you know even with the very uh, the outbursts from the rest of the staff at the residential school, they manage to um, come together and celebrate their culture um, in little ways. But uh, an important thing to note at the end here is that all of the woodwinds are playing one, one sort of line here, uh, except for the piccolo, which is mirroring. And um, the reason for that will become evident um, later on. And then, of course, we end with Saul's heartbeat. Um, and this is supposed to end on somewhat of an uplifting note of course a very very bittersweet note um as the end of this while they're they're all one excluding the piccolo but they're all playing their tune uh, also very resonant to uh god's lake a very similar tune to that Um, as this comes together this is when saul is released Um, he goes to play professional hockey and we'll kind of see how that comes along um, as we get into our third movement but Saul has left the residential school and is on to play professional hockey, with, uh, living with a family um, away. So we'll get into that. Um, the third song is called Glory. Um, I think it would be best if I wait until the end to tell you why it's called Glory. Or I'll, I'll wait until a specific point in this last track to tell you why it is titled Glory. We could also just watch a Mr. Beast video. Are you interested in I Survived 24 Hours in Straight Ice? If we want to stop, not listen to the third movement, and just do that, that's fine too. I'll leave it up to you guys. Ah, every single one of you said mine. What a surprise. So I'll just let that play. So immediately it is very resonant of uh, of God's Lake. That the opening to God's Lake, it is actually the exact same, other than a key change and a few notes changing here and there. Uh, what I really want to draw attention to is um, is you know how it is it is almost what it was before um, in the way it appears. Um, both you know literally on the page i mean it looks the same as the first you know as it appeared at first um but the feeling is completely off the feeling is completely different Um, and that's exactly that's exactly the case i mean in a literal sense you know he's escaped the residential school he's out of there but in a you know um in a mental sense he's still trapped um, because it's not something that you can just escape um, the torment and mental trauma that you face in a residential school is not something that can just be shed um, it's something that is worked through um, for years and years and years and even then um, you, can only, you can only come to peace you can't just um, it's not something you can just get over uh, it really isn't and it's it's pretty disturbing when you see uh, some people online or you hear some people speaking and they'll be telling you know indigenous communities to just get over it it's um, uh, it, it's honestly pretty mind-boggling to me that someone could have that uh, thought process um, I, I don't understand it at all um, anyway <laughs> we're uh, so you see here Saul is He is free in a literal sense, but not even close in in his mental state. Um, And now we're going to be entering into um, another... I'll let it play and then I'll discuss it. Sorry. So this this little section um, was a blend of two prior sections um, in the woodwind um, it, is, um, it is playing the tune of Saul and his grandmother's journey uh, only this time um, instead of the bassoon which represented his grandmother it is now um, the piccolo so in reference to um, to his uh, to his priests um, now this is not a literal journey he isn't there with him literally um, but he is there with him mentally um, not and a not necessarily in a good way I'll, I'll touch on that more here in just a moment but uh, the brass section is reflecting the uh, t- the tune it was playing when their true colors were revealed only much slower of course um, now that is to represent that this is still having an effect over him it still has a hold over him um, but there's a lot more meaning that I want to touch on in the um, in the gram in the uh, the woodwind section here now the reason that it's reflecting the grandmother's journey you know, might not be clear on first glance um, but they were making this trek in winter is an important note here um, and they were facing this journey um, in a physical environment that was very cold and very harsh um, and you know as Saul leaves this residential school um, he's, he's led out into a world that is very cold and harsh um, a world that will um, try to assimilate his people Um, in a world that for no reason, for absolutely no reason other than, you know, where you're from and, you know, the color of your skin will, will discriminate and hate. Um, he's led out into a world where, where people think they are entitled to life more than others, um. And so it's not well. It's not physically cold. Um, it is still a very cold and harsh journey um, for Saul when he leaves the residential school. Um, and so that's why you see reference to his trek through winter, um, through the through the snow, as a young boy here again. Um, I will let it play from now on, but that's where uh, that's where I wanted to touch on there. Now I know uh, that was only like five or six seconds, but uh, this is um, the crucial turning point of the entire composition. Um, I wouldn't say the climax, but I would definitely say um, one of the most important moments, if, the, if not the most important moment. Um, you hear the piccolo uh, play the the tune that signals authority, um, and this is the sad, the sad truth of Saul's situation. The one, the one uh, priest he was taking solace in, um, the one priest who was his ally, his um the closest thing that you can find to a friend in a residential school um other than the other the other students of course if you want to call it students um the other um not in captives I don't that's not the word um but uh sorry um so he plays it here um the the sad truth is that um, this priest was uh, sexually abusing Saul and let him play hockey to buy his silence essentially um, which is incredibly disturbing and just another sad reality of what residential schools really were Um, no matter how nice the exterior may be it's um it is a horrible place and it was run by horrible people and that is the truth um there is no other truth that is the case so and then the rest of the brass section comes in, and it, it's this is really where Sal was at his was at his lowest, and he feels like it is him versus the world. So with that, I will uh, move on. And that is the conclusion um, to my composition, uh, this movement um, and the piece as a whole. And that, that, was, that is the turning point um, in the composition and in Saul's life. Um, he returns to his, um, the community he was at um, when he initially had left the residential school. Uh, he went there and then he went out um he eventually went back to uh his childhood home his childhood land um and you know had this very spiritual uh very personal connection um with god's lake and it led him to where um he needed to be he went back he rekindled um through some work it was it was rocky but he rekindled um relationships um, with the family who took him in after he left the residential school, um, and you can see the piccolo playing the um, the distress uh, motif or the um, the the tune that is played when there is um, an issue or something awry happens, something goes awry, but it's not enough. Um, it's it is slowly drowned out um, when the woodwinds the rest of the woodwinds come together um, and play that same tune from the very beginning of the piece Um, they are one with nature and they are one with themselves and when they are when they are unified um, they can um, they can heal and that's uh, that's the end and then of course we see Sal uh, Sal's heartbeat. I keep calling him Sal, that's my mistake. Uh Sal's heartbeat at the end. Um that sounds very similar to the one at the beginning. To show that he's um he's slowly getting better. And that is uh that's Indian horse. Now I spent uh, the better part of two months on this. Um it was my first full length composition and I really hope I did it justice. You know, anyone who's listening to this that might have any feedback, any tips um, any tricks, I am always open I am a very new composer, um, I don't even know if it's right to call me a composer um, I'm essentially a kid who likes music um, and so it's. I'm always open to learning about the field uh, learning about the art um, and ways that I can get better so please, if there's anything uh, you can let me know um, if this is on YouTube in the comments, I have an instagram carters.music.ig. Uh, you can go there um, and shoot me a DM with tips or anything like that. Um, I don't think I have much more to touch on. Um, you know if, if you're here from YouTube, you know give this a, give me a subscribe, give me a like if you liked it. Um, there'll be more episodes coming shortly think next episode I might touch on um, Dreams of Days Past which is my other piece Um, and I'm also looking at some potential album reviews and album listen throughs Uh, so stay tuned for that but if you're listening to this on Spotify thanks for the stream I really appreciate it stay tuned for more Um, this I don't really have a way to close here I've never really done something like this before Um, You can let me know down below What you thought about it I guess I already said that But uh, maybe a specific rating Would be kind of cool For anyone who listens to this Um, I I always want to be a positive force Um, And so if you ever need to vent um, Need someone to listen um, And just someone to talk to uh, My DMs are always open That being said uh, Thank you everyone for listening To the first episode of Tenor Boom Um I'm glad we got to go over this piece um, and expect much more to come shortly. Uh, I have been the wildest one in the West, Uh, the best of the best, better than the rest. I should become a rapper, that was really good. Uh, Carter Dunn. Uh, Thank you everyone for stopping by and listening. Thanks for the stream, thanks for the watch. Um, Leave a like, subscribe. Have a good rest of your day everyone.